You are listening to Read Around the Rosé, the podcast full of prose. We are just two best friends who love murder mysteries and dystopian novels while drinking wine, because that's just what we do. This is the book club podcast that you You never never knew you wanted. I'm Nicole. And I'm Megan. And this week we are discussing The Shadows Between Us by Trisha Levenseller. Yes, we sure are. And before Megan gives you the lovely book description, I'm going to tell you what we're drinking today. And I honestly, I think it's been a while since we have authentically drank a rosé for Read Around the Rosé. But today we are going back to our roots. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> and this is called, actually it's fucking perfect, Noble Vines. Rose. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. Um, it says it's a Central Coast 2020. And here is the description. Behind okay, sorry, because the next first word says behind these red numbers. So it actually is called Noble Vines 515 Vine Select Rose. Oh, okay. The More- 515 is in red. This matters based on the next words out of my mouth. Behind these red numbers is a noble legacy, prized by kings and queens for centuries. Certain noble vine stocks have proven their excellence over time. Noble Vines takes the best of these vine stocks identified today by number and cultivates them in California. We make this rosé from varieties tradi- traditionally grown in Provence, the source of France's iconic rosés. This select vine stocks also thrive in the Mediterranean-like climate of our vineyards along California's central coast. We call it our 515 Rosé because the enchanted hour of 515 p.m. is the perfect time to open a bottle. It's dry, crisp, and bursting with mouth-watering flavors of raspberries, citrus, and juicy strawberries. And this is a, shit, I can't find the ABV. <laughs> um, it is a something. Wait, I think it's there. It's saying it's like really small and it's dark in here. Hold on, let me pull out a flashlight. <laughs> shit. Okay, ABV, it is really tiny and hard to read. Uh, 13.5. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can you see it without me like pointing it out? It's so fucking tiny. <laughs> I can't, but why is it the smallest thing on this bottle? Right? It's so tiny. But okay. I like, also like to argue 5.15 is not the perfect time to drink wine. It's because it's always 5 o'clock somewhere. Okay. Um, okay. But like, seriously, I think I did pop this open at 5.15. <laughs> not even knowing. So I'm going to go with them. <laughs> Lame. Okay, and full disclosure, I already cracked this bottle open, so you're not going to hear the lovely cracking sounds, but you will hear the pouring of it. Oh, boy. And the untwisting of the the bottle. Okay, I think I unevenly poured that. Let me, let me fix. <laughs> That's 
seems better. Okay. All right. And we clink. And drink. You said that so unenthusiastically. All of because it was frozen beforehand. All the frozen bits are in my glass. Oh, I'm sure it still tastes fine. Sure does. <laughs> okay, so the shadows between us by Trisha Levin Seller. This is the the first book. Um, it came out February 2020, so maybe we'll get another one or something in the series. But here we go. But also, this comes from Goodreads.com. I didn't write this. Alessandra is tired of being overlooked, but she has a plan to gain power. One, woo the Shadow King. Two, marry him. Three, kill him and take his kingdom for herself. Nice. Go queen. (laughs) Uh, No one knows the extent of the freshly crowned Shadow King's power. Some say he can command the shadows that swirl around him to do his bidding. Others say they speak to him whispering the thoughts of his enemies. Regardless, Alessandra knows what she deserves, and she's going to do everything within her power to get it. Yes. But Alessandra, not... Alessandra's not the only one trying to kill the king. As attempts on his life are made, she finds herself trying to keep him alive long enough for him to make her his queen, all while struggling not to lose her heart. After all, Who's better for a shadow queen than a cunning, villainous queen? Dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> you know, this one I actually never read the description of. I only put it on our list because your friend suggested it. Yeah, and it was... What was your friend's name? Uh, Victoria. Nice. Thanks, Victoria, because this was a really good one. I loved it. Um, but yeah, I honestly never read the description. It was just like someone suggested it. So it's on the list and I just started <laughs> reading or listening. I think I read it and I was like, Ooh, that sounds good. But I add, we added it like in like, like spring a year break ago. time frame. Feels like it was a year ago. <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed this book. But, um, what's your first question for me? What did you think about the opening scene of Alejandra, oh, not Alejandra, Alessandra and her first love, Hector? So, I guess one of the first things I wrote was, Alessandra takes many lovers and apparently kills whoever breaks her heart. (laughs) You go, girl. I wish we could do that, too, and get away with it. Because that's all I really took from it, like, when it first talked about it. I'm like, oh, she's not taking any shit. And someone broke her heart, and she's like, you know what? You don't get to live anymore. So it's not that Goodbye. I really I wasn't mad at it. It was just like, okay, this girl doesn't fuck around. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> but it definitely sat like a, okay, this girl's badass like tone. Like, wasn't like, it? I was just ready. A great opening yeah, scene. Like I was ready for everything that was about to come. Like it, yes. it made me feel like, okay, this is gonna be exciting. Like this is gonna be boring. Like, whatever happens next. <laughs> and it was a pretty exciting book. It was. Okay, um, let's see here. All right, I don't have like a ton of questions, so I think I'm just gonna kind of read through my notes. And yeah, we can just that's talk exactly about what it. I'm doing. All right, so the one of the first things I wrote down is I love that one of the first things she wants to change if she's made queen is that women will be allowed to have sex before marriage. Yes. So I guess it was against the law in this society. But it's also like, think about it. Old Victorian times is, I guess, where this is modeled from. Yeah. That is the stigma. If you're a woman, you have to stay pure 
for your husband, doesn't matter if he goes, fuck other bitches. Which but is like, so you weird. have to stay pure. It's so weird because the men can go and have sex, but they're having sex with women, but they don't want women to have sex before they're married. But those women it's are so, dirty. The, so, the women yeah. they're having sex with are like sex workers or just dirty, like commoners. Yeah, it's such a double standard. And I get that it was kind of normal back in the day, but I just really, I was, um, I was impressed that that was like one of her first things that she really wanted yeah. to change. Because Alessandra, just a little background on her, is she's a, she comes from a noble birth. Yeah. So like her father has money. So she isn't just a commoner. She is really adapted to the noble lifestyle. But she loves sex. But she loves sex and she does her own thing. So I liked the, it was like, uh, she's trying to make it like a sex positivity thing. Yeah. And that, that was like a, a first agenda for her. I really, yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Me too. Uh, Alessandra going to the Shadow King's ball. What did you think about, like, the first experiences and, like, her kind of ploy to lure him to her? Well, my very next question for you. I will answer yours first, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> obviously, because they're the same, basically the same question. I was like, what do you think of how she got the king's attention at the ball? And would you have done anything differently? Um, but I actually, it was perfect. Wasn't how, it? How do you get any man's attention? Ignore them. Exactly. <laughs> and she knew that everyone knew, like, the king's favorite color was green. green. And so everyone was wearing green. And she's like, I'm going to wear black. I would have worn black, too. <laughs> black is, like, one of my top two favorite exactly. colors. And not only am I going to wear black, but all these bitches are in line waiting to greet him. You know what? I'm going to go dance with my dad. On the dance floor. Fuck the king. I'm, I'm going to go show off. I'm not going to look his direction. I'm going to act so disinterested that obviously he's going to notice me. And she played it fucking perfectly. And I loved it so much. She sure did. Like, oh, good job. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess the only extra part of my question that I had was, would you have done anything differently? No. I even loved. Okay. So, one of the rule laws is that you can't touch the Shadow King. Right. And so when he asked her to dance, she, like, danced vigorously with him, but they never touched. So mm -hmm. I thought that was, like, a really cute scene. Yeah. Like, even more that she was, like, trying to win him over by, like, following the rules. Mm-hmm. And really caught his eye. And it was a whole huge thing that he even asked her to dance because they were, like, the king never talks to anyone. He never asks anyone to dance. But because she played it so perfectly, he went to her and asked her to dance. And she was like, why would you want to dance with me? We can't even touch. Yeah. He's like, well, we don't need to. Mm -hmm. Like, she was so aloof about everything. It was, she, he, he was obviously going to fall for her. Yeah. <laughs> and she was going to him. Like, it was obvious. She had to work through some of her own demons yes. to get there. Yeah. But like, her plan went, it was perfectly executed. I don't think she could have done it any better. I just want to read you the note that I did while I was driving and I used my text-to-speech. Okay. This is great. You ready? <laughs> Try to decipher it. Oh, I can't. Oh, you're going to read it word for word? Oh, it's good. Because <laughs> I listened to it on my way home from work, so sometimes I just have to do the text-to-speech right. while I'm driving. Okay. And this is what this is how, this is just this a, is how it mm, interpreted your... It's great. <laughs> don't even know what I was saying. All right. Go for it. <laughs> I know what... 
you, the Shadow King, has a platypus sleeve <laughs> where he's going to pretend the court Alessandra, and then he really just wants to take over the world. But he called her not too beautiful to tempt him, so of course she's going to try to underneath his skin again. That doesn't say platypus sleep. <laughs> Look at it. It says platypus sleep. Nice. <laughs> so, um, boys and girls, uh, ladies and gents, please don't um, voice. Voice, text, and voice, drive. Voice, text, and drive. But if you do, you need to definitely look at what you said. Not days later, because platypus sleep. That's great. I like it a lot. Um, so I guess what I took out of that is the Shadow King told her she was, called her not too beautiful and she couldn't tempt him. Oh yeah. He was trying to like, he was trying to do the reverse thing, you know, like, be like, oh, you're playing it all aloof and blah, blah, blah. And well, you know what? It might've worked. You might've gotten my attention, but because you're not that pretty, you can't actually tempt me. I think that's where he was trying yeah, to go for yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. With he, his platypus. Yeah, sleep. with his platypus. <laughs> 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 Woo, that was tough. My bad. That's so funny. All right. My next one's just as good. All right. How would you feel? Oh, don't black out on me. All right. How would you feel if you weren't allowed any male friends outside of marriage or by, associ- by association through your dad? It'd be tough. Like, I feel like I always had, like, male friends growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, like, the one, like, if it was just up to my dad, right. I would be meeting some, like, good guys. It would be some weirdos Ugh. for sure. I don't know. It's just a weird dynamic back, like, in this, like, time frame for them. Yeah. Because Alessandra, she is the second daughter. Mm-hmm. Her sister has to be engaged before her father is allowed to introduce her mm-hmm. to a suitor to be engaged. So that's like, just like a weird dynamic in itself. It's like any, but it, it just the way they made it sound was like, even if she wasn't trying to necessarily be engaged, she wasn't even really actually allowed any sort of male companionship or friendship unless she was trying to wed them. Yeah. Or she somehow met them through her father. And it's like, I can't imagine that. Like, not my whole life like i've always had close girlfriends but i've also always been uh felt more in line a lot of times with my male friends and if i hadn't been allowed to have that because we weren't trying to marry or because my dad didn't introduce us like i don't know where i would be today <laughs> my dad would have chose some real winners for me to be friends with let's oh, just put it that it way been awful so I put the Shadow King Columbus. I don't know. Is officially courting <laughs> Alessandra. Oh, it's another and, voice voice. And it's pretty much all fake in a show, but hopefully they fall in love. Uh-huh. What did you think when like they like got their fake relationship on? Well, um at first I didn't really understand why it had to be fake. But I Me was thinking either. I was thinking good for her. She at least had her foot in the door yeah. of her goal of what she was trying to do. I never was on board with the fact that she wanted to kill him. But 
I also, from the beginning, realized that they were in de- they were going to actually fall in love, and that that was it was too perfect. They were too much like each other to not fall in love. But also, I don't know. It's just the typical story. Like it is. It is. Sure, she wanted. She wanted. She her goal was to meet him and kill him and take over. Blah blah blah. But you just know that the way that these things go. They're going to actually fall in love, love, and she doesn't want to actually kill him, but obviously he's going to find out about her original plan, and blah, 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 which is exactly what happened. So it was a little predictable, but I still was there for the ride. I was there, too. I was there for the ride. It was predictable, but I liked every moment (laughs) of the ride. Every (laughs) bit. All right. How would you have solved the Myron problem? Oh, that was the guy that kept going to all her. So she, he was the one that before she met the king, she had slept with. Yeah, he was. He was at court trying to blackmail her, right? And he proposed, and she was like, "Oh, sweet baby, no, <laughs> that's not gonna happen." Um, and then he showed up to the court and was like trying to. Sully, he's like, I will sully your name and tell everyone that you've slept with me before, and that's going to make you undesirable or un unwooable, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then she had something on him, and she's, and then he's like, oh, it doesn't matter anymore because my dad's dead now, and it was this whole like back and forth shit between them. Um, but the biggest thing he had on her was the fact that she had slept with him. Yeah. And so her recourse was to pay his debt for him so that she was able to uh, hold that over his head. Yes. And say, like, look, I paid your debt, but if, you, if you're if you going to screw me over, I can send you to prison for debtors, whatever. I mean, I guess I don't have much of a different answer for that because, I mean, what really could I have done as a woman back in this time period Yeah, with a male that has... I mean, he didn't have money, but he was obviously in debt, but he had a higher title than me. Yeah. And I thought he was a man. Um, There's not much to do besides find a sneaky way to get him out of there. And I think she did exactly what needed to be done to get him the fuck out. I kind of was hoping she was just going to kill him like she killed Hector. Too obvious, though. I guess so. But also... What I really loved about that whole situation is eventually it didn't even fucking matter. Because when she opened up to the king that she was not a virgin. He was just like, all right. He's like, that doesn't bother me. Like, yeah. I feel like women should have equal rights. Like, he's like, men don't wait until marriage. And they obviously are having sex with women. So who am I to hold women to the same I mean, a guy that's horny, is he really going to know the difference between a fresh vagina pussy and a pussy that's, you know, more mature? Unless, yeah. unless, like, it comes with, like, the cherry popping and all of that. But. That's a different aspect of it. But, like. But also, why Vaginas are a muscle. But why is it different? Why does it matter? Like, it doesn't matter. Like the that's man, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the man can. The same standard wasn't held for men. Like, if they have sex before marriage, it wasn't a big deal. But they're obviously having sex with women. At least most of them. I'm not trying to be yeah. like this is a completely straight society. But like in the most part, like they're having sex with a female. So it's fine for them. But the female, their name is sullied. Like it's so stupid. So stupid. 
Um, so as the book goes on, we first learn in the very beginning scene about Hector. And then Alessandro is getting um, letters about an open investigation about what happened to Hector's death. Or not mm-hmm. death, like mm-hmm. disappearance three years later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the investigators might question her in person about it all. Uh-huh. How do you think she was going to get away with it? Like, if they came to question her. I think, I don't know, from what she had said, she had pretty much covered her tracks. So, I thought she was playing it pretty well. Like, yeah. just being like, sure, we might have had a, a short relationship. But, but her sister fucked her over. They knew they did. Sorry. I'm so mad at her sister. I know I know that they had a relationship. She knows that they had a relationship. They had a short relationship. But... There was really no reason other than that that she should really be that suspected unless they found the body, which I know eventually they did. But from based on your question, yeah, you it the way you read the question, it didn't sound like they had actually found the body yet. No, no, no. That's <laughs> later on. Yeah. But so, like her. But so I'm thinking, honestly, she played it perfectly well. Like you don't have to answer any questions just because you knew someone who died or is missing doesn't mean you're responsible and it doesn't mean you have to answer all the questions. Do you think her sister was trying to fuck her over? Yes. Okay. I think her sister is a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I think her sister was definitely trying to throw her under the bus and had her back zero. Zero. Zero percent. Zero back having from your spinal cord was gone your sister took it okay okay um what do you think about a society where finding a husband is pretty much the sole purpose of a woman's life (laughs) excuse my um you know body mouth but that's disgusting because that's how it. That's how this book. This, it is. Right. It seemed right. But that's also what it was back in this like time period. You were a woman. You had to find a man to take care of you. Yeah. Like you had nothing. Even if like your dad, your father died, and you were married, the land didn't go to you. It went to your husband. Like it was all about a male dominant society. Yep. Which is disgusting. That's all I have to say. All right. Disgusting. Agreed. Um, Leandros and Alessandra flirting together Mm. and going to the, um, what was it, the boxing match? Okay, yeah. What did you think about all of that? I don't know, but you should get out of my head because my next question is, what do you think of her outing with Leandros and and how Callias was waiting for her when she returned? (laughs) Wow. All right, so honestly, okay, so Callias is the Shadow King's first name. We yeah. haven't really mentioned that so far in our podcast, so I just want to put that out there in case you haven't actually read the book. Um, but because of Callias's whole we can't touch and it's a whole kind of fake arrangement, um, Alessandra was kind of not necessarily trying to court other boys or men. But she was flirting and she was still having friendships. Natural flirt. Yeah, but she was still like, okay, I'm devoted to the king, basically. But 
he's not trying to be super serious yet and he hasn't proposed or anything. So I'm still kind of keeping my options open is how I felt about her, which I didn't blame her one bit. And honestly, um, at the, at this point in the book, Leandro seemed like a really good backup. Right. He seemed quite perfect. I really was like, you know what? I know you, I know your plan for the king and you want to marry him and you want to kill him and then you want to take over the kingdom. But... But what if you don't do that and you are just with Leandros because he seems really cute. He likes you. He's attentive. You have fun with him. You can touch him. You can actually touch him. Yes. So I was a little bit kind of like, Maybe, 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 maybe don't shit, girl. And then the whole boxing thing, um, that was just like a really fun, out of the ordinary night for her. But so dumb for her to also, get involved. Also stupid. Like, I feel like it got to her head that she was able to bet, um, she was able to bet for the right people or whatever when it was the men fighting. Yeah. And then the women came out to fight and she was drunk like we you know like we do we're a little more brave when we're drunk and um she was like you know what no one else wants to take on this bitch i can i can beat her pick me pick me i I could choose the winner from all these other fights i that means i can actually fight and win (laughs) honestly it seems kind of like maybe a drunk nicole move (laughs) no drunk nicole wanted to become best friends with all the boxer fighter girls as soon as they were done, you'd be talking them up, trying to be best yeah. friends with them. Yeah, but also if I had like guessed correctly on all those times, I feel like I'm a strong person. I'm not. Am I in the my best physical athletic state that I've ever been in right now? No, but I do still feel like I'm a strong athletic person, just by nature. Yeah. And so drunk Nicole might go. You know, I can take. Her. I could do this. <laughs> I can take her. <laughs> And then I would be very sadly mistaken, just like she was. <laughs> so I guess what was your um, output or no output? What was your thoughts on that outing and and when she returned and Callias was waiting for her in her bedroom? She like got caught, but I thought it was like okay. So the outing, I, I agree with everything you want, you you said. Yeah. But when she got back, he was sitting on her bed, like, waiting for her for hours. Mm-hmm. He's like, I considered what you said. We do need to spend more time together. Mm-hmm. We have to make this ploy work. And he was just like, I don't want you spending time with him anymore. I want you for myself. I thought it was so hot. I did, too. I loved it. And, yeah. Okay. You want to ask your next one? Sure. Cool. All right. Could you be with someone you couldn't physically touch? No. <laughs> Could you? So part of me, part of it was really hot. I mean, it was, but like, gosh, darn, I want to touch him. So like gloved and clothed or whatever. Skinny dipping and he turns around. But I'm like the clothes, I don't know, I guess for foreplay, the clothes touching and the this and that, like it's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a point where you have to be like, no. Rip the fucking clothes clothes off. Skinny dipping. And they didn't look at each other. They didn't look at each other and they couldn't touch. I couldn't do that. Like, her thoughts were, like, my thoughts exactly. Like, he didn't look at me. What's wrong with me? Why isn't he looking at me? Yeah, like, I think um, for a short period of time I could do it. 
because it would be it would make things exciting yeah and exhilarating yeah. and but like, not forever. the build-up is gonna be like huge right but like if i knew i could never ever skin to skin touch you i would so I guess let me go into the background of why he can't skin to skin touch. Oh, yes, please do So that. the shadows that surround the Shadow King are kind of like a protective barrier. Uh-huh. It puts us in like, puts him in like this limbo kind of state where like if you were, when his shadows are around, he's like a shadow. And he can like walk through walls. Walk through walls, do all the things. Yeah. Um, as long as he's had physical contact with something, he can grab it. But when it comes to people, if someone were to actually touch him, his shadows go away. He's unprotected. So it's like his natural protection. Sorry, I thought I was going to sneeze and then it went away. (laughs) And so, like, in years past, all the other kings would go, like, 500 years and not be touched by anyone. And it can be in control. It kind of makes them immortal, but not completely. But if, like, you were to fall in love, obviously you want that person around you. And the range of the person that touches you is only like five hundred, like what fifty feet, something, or fifty yards, or fifty something yards, like something that. like so that. So like half a football field, something like that. So like if I'm married to you, obviously you're never gonna have your shadows back. It's like a protective layer. Yeah. So he doesn't want to touch Alessandra because he'll lose his It'll shadow make him protection. Vulnerable yeah. And he could be killed if she's anywhere. In that 50-yard range. And especially right now in his, he has locked out his court. And everyone that's inside of his court, um, someone has killed his mom and dad a year before. Oh, yeah. And he, so, like, he's even more protective of his shadows. He's trying to figure out who killed them. Exactly. Yep. It's like a detective story and romantic. Yes. Um, Kind of yep. murder funness it's like a lot in one it's yeah. pretty cool um so next i guess we already kind of touched on they discussed virginity uh-huh. so let me move on to the next one um alessandra saved Callias from assassins by stabbing the assassin oh yeah while she was painting in the garden earlier. yeah so i guess i just want to talk about like that just scene because i think it was pretty pivotal pivotal that's not a word. You know what I'm saying. So, like, <laughs> the plot of the story from here Pivotable? On. There we go. <laughs> Pivotable. Pivotable. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I was like, I think I know what you're saying, but I've also been drinking, so let me think about it for a second. <laughs> it was a pivotable moment. Pivotable. That sounds so much better. <laughs> um... I think that is when he might have really started to turn his feelings for her on. Like, I think he already had them, but he was keeping them at bay because he's like, if I fall for her, I'm going to want to touch her and I can't touch her. So I have to try to keep her at arm's length and blah, blah, blah. But when she was willing to throw herself in front of a blade. You go, girl. Like. Mm. He knew that, like, he hadn't touched her. Like, he would be fine. Like, even if the blade had touched him at the point, like, he would have healed. He would have been fine. She wasn't. And the fact that he, that she still decided to put herself at harm to save the king, that was a huge pivotal moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And their relationship. And I think that might have been the turning point for him to be like, 
who I can't really tell her that I actually love her, but I think I love her. <laughs> so yeah, that was a huge moment. And I got her a sweet room in the queen oh yeah suite. that is when she he moved her to the queen suite he was just like i just don't uh, want you far away from me anymore like i need you near me yep like obviously and, you're totally gonna touch and he was like oh but now that you've saved my life now your life is at risk so i need you to be near so i can keep you safe so mm-hmm. cute i mm-hmm. loved it mm-hmm. all right so my next question it kind of goes back to the whole hector thing Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, constables wanted to question her for a long time. Mm. Okay, so they finally make it to the kingdom <laughs> and question her in yeah. front of Calias. Uh-huh. And uh, she's trying to play it cool and be like, you don't actually have any evidence, blah, 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 blah. And then he eventually sends them away. Like, that's enough. I will continue this investigation on my own. And he just fucking starts cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> and he's actually like okay he's like dude your first lover pissed you off and you killed him like you are don't fuck with you don't fuck with you I get it I get it but I also don't hate it and he pardoned her for it while he was laughing while he's laughing yes so my question actually is do you think she should have been mur- pardoned for the murder of her ex-boyfriend yeah. Because she did actually just straight up cold-heartedly I mean, murder him. Logically, no. But selfishly, <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, there's not much to it. There's not that much to it. It's just like, okay, like in the real world, like, like no. she straight up murdered him. Yeah, like logically, no, you should have yeah. been punished. But in the context of this story and then everything. Like, fuck it. The fact that he just started laughing because yeah. she was so worried that, like... He was going to, like, not want to be with her and she was going to lose her And he chance. was going to just, like, hang her or whatever. And the fact that he just laughed about it and was like, oh, shit, okay, let's not fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, by the way, you're pardoned. Like, fucked up, but also awesome, right? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, and all of... <clears throat> Alessandra went to the gentleman's club. Oh yes, yes, yes. Because they got an anonymous note that said that the that they knew who their killer was if they showed up. Hmm. What did you think about that? And did you immediately think it was a setup like I did? Oh yeah, it was definitely a trap. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> they only wanted Alessandra to go and she needed the flower in her hair so that they would know it was her and blah, blah, blah. But they also gave the note knowing that the king was going to yeah. like read it at the same time. So it was a complete obvious setup. It was. But can we talk about their time after? Wow, that was hot, right? Their time on the couch? Mm. When they were still gloved and clothed, but like... Mm. I was sitting here trying to work while listening to that today, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> okay, oh, I was getting, I was getting a little heated in here." <laughs> like, I think it's the anticipation, it's that buildup. Oh, it was it the still is, yeah. It's like the the closeness, but the not closeness, like the just the anticipation. It was just like I was there for it. Sure was. <laughs> Sure was. <laughs> Enough said okay. there. All right. 
All right. Thoughts on Alessandra's father and sister, especially the sister just telling all of her secrets. What a bitch. So I guess just talk about kind of their relationship in general throughout this book. It but- just wasn't a good relationship. Like Al- Alessandra's like in her sister's shadow and her sister's like a goody two shoes, but like she's described as like kind of a like just someone that has no brain capacity. Yeah. So, like, obviously she has a little bit to put Alessandro, like, under the bus every single time, mm-hmm. which is completely messed up. But the way she writes her letters, it's like, all about me, all about me, all about me. Oh, and I fucked you here. Oh, and I'm so sorry that you're a trollop. That word, honestly, I actually kind of really like the word trollop. <laughs> but not in this context of this book. I don't want to be called a trollop, and I didn't like that Alessandro was being called a trollop, but... Trollop in itself, I was like, that's a good but her word. Her sister is like literally the caretaker of a duke that is about to die. Yes. So who has it better? Calm down, sister. Alessandra learned better. Yes. Okay, so what about the relationship between Alessandra and her father? I think she's a badass bitch for telling her dad, as soon as I become queen, because you don't believe in me, I'm giving you nothing. He kept trying to marry her off while she was being courted by the king. Which is ridiculous. Like, he was just like, I heard a rumor that you and the king aren't working out, so I already found someone for you. All because he selfishly wanted her to take care, like, wanted money to take care of his dying, like, land and property and all of that. Which is ridiculous. So, I didn't like her father. He was just condescending. I hated him. Her sister was just condescending. And her sister was like, if I would have been more of a sister to you, then maybe you would have turned out better. I mean, potentially, but you are who you are. Yeah. Your personality is you. our mom died while you were so young. I should have taught you better, and then you wouldn't have been a trollop. Sorry, I just had to use the word trollop again. But I do love that Alessandra kicked her own father out of her own ball. Me too. And um, even... Like, at the ball, she knew she was about to be proposed to by the fucking king, and her dad shows up to tell her, oh, I heard you're about to be accused of murder of Hector, so I we need to get you married right now, and I found somebody for you. She's like, fuck you, dad, I don't need you. The king's about to propose. She kicked him out, and then the, then the party guest wanted to talk and, to her. And, by the way, I didn't even fucking invite you to this shit, so why are you here? Bye, bitch. Bye. Bye. I don't need you. And you're not getting my bride money either. I loved it. I loved all of that. So my next one is, <laughs> yay! Engagement! But uh, Leandros just declared his love to Aless- Alessandra beforehand. Hmm. Let's talk about that. Um, I guess I kind of saw it coming. I mean, because of their flirtation and their outings and whatever and uh, Leandros really thought that the king was just going to cast her aside and that he wasn't really in it for the real reasons or whatever. Um, so I appreciate that he put in all his effort. Yeah. He gave it, he gave his shot. He shot his shot. Shot a shot. <laughs> um, but not his real <laughs> shot. No, no, no. <laughs> but I also like that Alessandra stuck to her gun. Sure did. Because at this point, it wasn't about marrying and killing him anymore. She was falling in love. She loved him. She loved him at that point. So I think she did the right thing in, being, in turning him down kindly. 
you know, just in case. You never know. <laughs> but I do love that, like, Kalias, like, kind of <coughs> saw the whole thing. Yeah, and she did everything so perfectly. She did. She did. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it could have gone a whole completely different way, but uh, without even knowing she was being watched, she said all the right things. She did all the right things. And um, You go, girl. I think it. I think that scene went was like perfect. Okay. All right. Okay, so in this book, there was yeah. a lot of like female sex positivity. I loved it. So all I wrote was, I'm sure we have all kinds of things to say about the sex positivity when it comes to women. So let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, besides, it was very, like, refreshing mm-hmm. to hear that, like, women are allowed to enjoy sex, participate in sex, have multiple partners, just like a man's allowed to have. Because I, I guess when I wrote this question, it was after um, Alessandra had admitted to Callias that she had had multiple partners, and she was worried that that was going to, like, sully her reputation. He was going to be like... I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. But he was like, oh, that's fine. He's like, my mom, my, he's like, that's not a law of mine that women have to wait till they're married. He's like, I'm all for it. And my mom would be very proud of me. That's something that my mom would want. And his mom is dead. And he was like wanting to honor his mother. Yeah. So that was like one. I think the fact that the king was cool with it, even though maybe publicly it didn't seem that way. Um, that was really cool. And then I guess the other thing was like the way when I wrote this question, it was um, Alessandra was talking to her two friends, and I I did a really bad job at writing down their friends' Me names. Me either. You didn't either. No. Okay, but you know who I'm talking about. Yes. Okay, so if you've read, if you listened or read the book, you know who we're talking about. Her two main friends. I think it was Hestia and uh-huh. something. Anyways, um. One of them was widowed. Yes. And the other was just trying to find a, a mate. Yes. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they were all non-virgins. And they were they were open and honest with each other and talking about things. And uh, it wasn't shameful. It was like... Women empowerment. Yeah. It, was, it was empowering. And I know that you and I are very much that way. Mm-hmm. And... They didn't really give a, y- a year of this mm. book. It it because of the whole like kingdom thing, it makes it feel like it's old. Yeah, but like there the, were like the fourteen fifteen hundred. But also the way that they were talking, because there were there was a gay guy, and the king is open about women being okay with having sex. It definitely is a twenty twenty felt- spin on what would be a. Like, that's this like, kind of society. Like, it felt modern, but also old. Yeah. So, I really appreciated the fact that this author um, took the time to make it, like, a sex-positive thing for women and anyone, like, in the LG- LGBTQ like community. Because there was a guy, I can't remember his name. But they mentioned him often and how he had, like, a male lover. Yeah, I don't remember him either. And it was acceptable. Yeah. It wasn't a shameful thing or anything. Like, it was accepted. 
Um, so I, I appreciated the modern take, like on this old school, like kingdom. Because when I think knights and kings and queens, yeah. I think centuries ago. Even though I know in England there are still kings and queens, but it just it it feels old. I guess because I'm in America and we don't have kings and queens. <laughs> you just reminded me of. Um, not this book, but, um, I was recently reading reviews on Deathly Waters by Dot Hutchinson. Okay. We read that one, right? We did read that one. And this has nothing to do with it, but that book was very, like, woman positive. Yeah. And. Oh, that was the alligator thing, The alligator book. And the reviews were so awful. Were they? The, like, I, because I was seeing if there, Dot Hutchinson was going to come out with a second book in that series. And you just. It just popped in my head because we're talking about okay, yeah. female empowerment. Yeah. And the reviews were so bad trashing this book. What? That, like, it made me sad. They're, like, the reviews, like, essentially were just, book. like, um, this isn't reality. Like, um, you're giving too much light to, like, women. Like, we'll, we'll, we can take a look at, the, like, the reviews later. Yeah. So we'll get back to it. But, like. If y'all have a chance and you've listened to that book before, right. read that book, you listen to our podcast, like, um, definitely go to Amazon and give it a better review because the reviews that are reading, like, made me feel so awful for Dot Hutchinson, which is one of, like, my Aww, favorite authors. Me too. And that's a very, like, female empowerment book. And it that's, was. like, that book made me feel like us as women have that empowerment to, like, Put away perpetrators. Yeah. And this book, The Shadow King, makes me feel like us as women have the chance to, like, you know, like, be us, be as equal as men. It, it, this book, I know, I don't know if it was, it, it, I don't know if it was supposed to be the main point. But, but it's such a but, good point. But what I took from it was that, you know, men are allowed to love sex. They are allowed to love sex. But us as women, and talk we about, can too. They're allowed to talk about it. They're allowed to have as much of it as they want. And it's like, that's okay. But us women, we're supposed to like, it's supposed to be shameful kind of. At it least is. That's how I grew up. That's exactly like still how it is. Like women need to but, protect their virginity. But I guess, I guess nowadays I feel like we're getting, we're supposed to be getting away from that supposed to um unless you live in texas and that's a whole uh, nother conversation but we're not going to get into that but i feel like these days we are mostly away from that but this book was really like so empowering on the women's sexuality and yeah it was great empowerment and i loved it i did too especially for myself because i feel like i am coming into my own sexual empowerment yeah and i'm learning what that means and i'm learning how to speak up about it and mm-hmm. i'm learning how to be um not ashamed of it because i have been ashamed of a lot of things for a long time mm-hmm. um and i'm learning how to talk about it and like not be shameful of, of it and it's made me feel happier and more whole as a person and this book felt so like female positive it is yeah like sexual empowerment like women can be as equal as men like if you are a queen you can be as equal as your king yes in all aspects not not just sexually yeah but i feel like that was a kind of a main point in this book was that women should be equally Mm -hmm. 
sexually empowered just as men are. And I will love this author for that book, for that point. In, and I think in and that of this, just because of this, like, I want to read more from this author yeah. to see, is that an underlying tone and more books than just this? Exactly. Um. So now we're on female empowerment, kind of. Yes. <laughs> Segating away. Alessandra, well, Callias found the little vial in the back of her closet. Oh, yeah. So we're, getting, really towards, her, we're getting towards the end. Towards the end. That's really fine. his servants did. Yes. He found out that Alessandra was essentially planning to kill him. Do you think he had as much of a right to like get as upset with her, break everything off, and destroy everything they built up just on that one vial no. that she never used? No. I think he had a right to question her. Absolutely, yeah. And ask her about it. But to absolutely assume the worst, um, no. It's Especially knowing how long it took for them to actually open up to each other and to actually physically touch. Because they had sex. They finally have had sex. They fucked. Like, I just think, um, I think he overacted a little bit. Maybe that was just his, like, first instance of, like, being a little heartbroken. Yeah. And he just didn't know how to deal with it. And I know that she did admit that that was her original plan. But I feel like she played it completely right. She never lied to him. Because he was like, you've never lied to me. And she's like, okay, I have never lied to you, so I can't lie to you now. Um, My original plan before I knew you, before I loved you, yeah, I wanted to kill you. (laughs) I wanted to be top queen of the world, all right? But. I didn't do that. But things changed. And I actually love you, and none of this is fake. And I, and like you said, yeah. I have never lied to you. I didn't use the poison on you. I don't want to use the poison on you anymore. Like you told me, we are going to be engaged and rule this world equally. Oh, yes. And she was all on board for that because she assumed if she married the king, that she was going to have to defer her, defer to him all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only reason she wanted to kill him in the first yeah. place. Because she wanted to be top dog. But when, being an equal top dog is just as good. But when he was like, we're going to be equal, we work so well together, and you have such great ideas, and we're going to be equal partners, I think, I definitely think he overreacted. Like, he should have just asked yeah. her about it. Yeah. Which, I know he did ask her about it, but he already asked her about it, knowing he was just going to kick her out. Like, yeah. it was no, like, let's have a rational discussion. It was just, he was done. He was um okay so from there i don't know how deep you want to get into this i know we're almost an hour in and our boys are actually waiting for us today let's just finish her up so leandros is leandros is actually santos santos who is calias's brother brother who we thought was dead Yep. Sure so is. Alessandra figured this shit out. Because she had a hair dye on her finger. Which I didn't understand that at all. Because she put her fingers in his hair, I guess. No, no, no. Like, I got that part. Oh. But how she made it all click, I didn't. She didn't. tried to rub it off and it would not come off. I get that okay. part too. Well, I'm just being obvious, Nicole. Okay, I guess 
I had zero, zero inkling that Leandros was anybody but Leandros. <laughs> no, me either. Totally not. So the I fact, agree. So the fact that she had hair dye on her hand, I was like, what? What? What is this triggering for you? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Because, <laughs> like, just I dye my hair. Does that make me a completely different person? No. no. <laughs> but anyway. So, like, it was just, I was not understanding where she was going with it. Yeah. So, like, I, this is a book where I had zero predictions. I could never have predicted. I was just there for the ride. It was a good ride. Exactly. There was no way that I would have known. But she was like, oh, fuck. Leandros is actually... Xanthos! Xanthos, who's supposed to be dead, and that means he's about to kill Callias, so I have to go back to the kingdom. And, and save my man. And even though Callias said he's going to kill me if he sees me again, I have to go and risk it. Oh, and save was him. so cute. It was really cute, but I... Okay, so we neither of us had any inkling that... Nope, sure didn't. There was no reason to believe that, right? Nope, sure wasn't. <laughs> But it okay. was a good, happy surprise. It was. I did like this. I mean, okay, not happy because he tried to um, kill his brother, but whatever. Right, right, right. Okay, I'm just going to try and fast forward through this. All right, did you ever doubt that the king and Alessandro would end up together and actually be in love? The only little slight doubt I had is when after the Xanthos fight and um, she was still banished from the kingdom... I went to go live with, like, one of her girlfriends in right. her country home. Uh-huh. And she was already there for a couple weeks. And she was just like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with my life? And, you know, in that moment, I was like, man, that kind of sucks. Like, he wasn't, like, that. that's it? But then her knife and signing up. Showed back up. Oh, he sure did. Yes. And he pretty much told her, I was just, I thought, you won't want to be with me with my face looking like this. So I waited a couple weeks for it to heal. But I yeah. love you and I need you back. And thank you for saving me. And honestly, I have no other questions for you. He he wanted to give her the rest of his days so they aren't lonely ever again. Oh. The end. Oh. So perfect. It was such a good ending. And I have no what would you do is because I kind of asked them throughout. Me either. This book just made me happy. So we're just done? We're just done. All right. So next time, the next time we release, next time we release, we can't tell you exactly what we're going to do yet, but our release date is actually October 31st. Woo-woo. Um, so we're going to do something Halloween-y. Halloween-y. <laughs> sure am. I don't know what yet, uh, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. And it will actually come out on October 31st, which is a Sunday. Ah, Maybe we'll find, like, a fucking awesome book, like The Craftsman. Yeah, like, something that scary. that book was so good. Or something just so scary. Or spooky. I don't know, haunting. We need some, like, fucked up shit. Something. In our lives. Something. I love it. We'll okay. figure it out. Cool. We have two weeks. Well, we, we, we got to figure it out faster than two weeks because we have to record in two weeks. Well, we'll figure it out. It's fine. We will figure it out. Um, But, yeah, we'll try to give you something spooky for the 31st. Um, but until then, where can, where can they find us? Yeah, so you can find us at Read Around the Rose on Instagram, Read Around the Rose on Facebook. You can also email us at readaroundtherose at gmail.com. And then make sure you check us out on Anchor, and that is anchor.fm slash readaroundtherose. Yeah, so do that. Yep, until then. Bye. Bye. Yay!